Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Again, we have got the whole team in attendance. Former sporting director and team boss George Donaldson, the voice of Rally Colin Clark, Dirtfish senior staff writer David Evans, and me, the Rally fan, Lisa O'Sullivan. Now, we are done and dusted as far as events go this season. And going into Monza, we were talking about what might happen, what couldn't happen. And, and lads, David, Colin, you were there. The weather. Us Brits like nothing better than to talk about the weather. And the weather was a massive part in deciding this year's championship. It was, it was, Lisa. And it was a massive part in defining the whole event, to be totally honest with you. Um, don't forget Monza, it's, it, it was a circuit-based Friday. It was all around the circuit on the link roads around this incredible... Do you know the park that surrounds Monza? You think of Monza and you think of a Formula One track, but it's an awful lot more than that. It's, it's, it's Europe's largest walled park it's really quite stunning you can drive all around the park and not for one second realize there's a formula one circuit just beyond the wall it's an incredible place but here's the thing formula one is dull dull as bat whatever until you get a little bit of weather and that's exactly what happened to us at the circuit we got some incredible weather and it got really really exciting now i i you know, I thought it was great. I thought there was an awful lot to talk about. Um, we had a lot of drama. We had a lot of suspense. We had a lot of action. Uh, but the one thing that concerns me about all of the hype about Monza, and it was great, is that an awful lot of it was weather dependent. And, you know, you'll hear folks saying, well, you know, what did you expect? You know, we're going up into the Alps, almost into the Alps in December time. Let me tell you, the weather we had last weekend was unusual. Speaking to locals, really, really, really unusual. And I think, well, you know, what would the event have been like if we'd had a completely dry week there? Would it have been as exciting? Wouldn't it, would it have been yes, as dramatic? Yeah. Okay, Fantastic. well, that was put out there to us. I, I was prodding the beast with that, David Evans. <laughs> prodding the beast. And the beast responded in fine fashion. Go on, then. <laughs> let's, let's talk less about you prodding the beast, shall we? <laughs> and more, more about the fact, Cole, that yes, okay, the weather did have a big impact, but... You know, we've been to Monza Rally Show before. Even in the dry, it's fantastic. You know, you get so much action uh, on that event. And don't forget, you know, if we lose the weather next year, hopefully with coronavirus, the the vaccines coming and everything, we can have the fans back. So, you know, the one thing missing mm-hmm. from Monza was an atmosphere. I, I have to say I wasn't there uh, for entirely separate reasons, but I can only imagine that it was great. But... When you're there with tens of thousands of people, you know, Northern Italian rally fans are some of the most ardent and feversome in the in the entire world. Mm-hmm. So bring them along. You know, the weather, okay, it was important. And I see your point. Yes, it, 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 it really did add something to it. But if even if it's dry, you're still having the surface changes. You're still going onto gravel. You're still going through those narrow gates. 
it, it will be all action. Uh, I'm I'm sure. That's that's I my agree. view. I agree. I, I was really just playing devil's advocate. I I totally agree with you. I I think you know it was it was a bit of a gamble, but I think it was a gamble that that really did pay off handsomely, didn't it? You know, it, uh, it, it will. It and you know the, the Saturday. You oh. know, okay, we got a huge amount of snow, and it was all. It was very very exciting, and we talked about it before. You know, us Brits love the weather, but I can't imagine that you would go there in the first weekend in December and not have to really take a gamble on tyres, you know, it, it, they go really high, don't they? They're going up to four and a half thousand feet. So you yeah, will get yeah, ice, yeah. you will get snow, you will get changing weather at that time of the year. So I think it's vital that they keep that middle day uh, in, in the mountains. Oh, I think, David, that... no, 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 I, I think more than, sorry, I think more than that. I, I, I really wouldn't want to see, you know, if we're going back to a proper schedule, you know, it's got to be two days in the mountains and a day at the circuit or a day and a bit. Mm. Start it on a Thursday evening at the circuit finish it on the Sunday at the circuit uh, and have two proper days of rallying in between. George, I don't know what your view on it is, but I, I, I think it's great. I think it's a fantastic concept. Bring them back for service. Maybe do a super special in the evenings on the, the Friday and Saturday, but we need two proper full days of rallying. Otherwise, it is it is somewhere between rallying and a gymkhana. And, and I'm not saying that's bad. I'm really not saying that's bad. And that might be the future, but right now, you know, I don't think we need to take that step. Guys, honestly speaking, the um, the Monza circuit itself, what, watching it last week, uh, just left me cold. Sorry, <laughs> it was it was it was it was honestly speaking boring. I was looking at cars being smashed to bits by a road that wasn't even good to watch. There you are. Yeah, right. George, that's George, that's a reasonable no, point, hang David. On a sec, Colt, hang on. No, yeah. yeah, it is a very fair point. But we should also well, take well, into consideration, George, one thing we have to consider here is what Sebastian Ogier said. You know, we cannot keep going around the world thinking that we're going to have these classic rallies, Safari, Argentina. Yeah, yeah. We need these events which bring people to us. And that event will, when coronavirus allows, it will bring people to us. It will educate people in the WRC. Sebastian Ogier said as much. David, I'm not saying I don't like the concept. I love the concept. Yeah. It's how they set these stages up. You know, there's, there's, there's plenty there for it to be super interesting. And there was the odd little bit where we had cars f- doing fantastic high-speed drifts around corners yeah, but if, and, if... And, and be super spectacular. But those were those were tiny little uh, intersections on an otherwise fairly dull farm track rally that I used to do back here in the in the 80s in, in Scotland. The trouble is, George, if they if they allow them to drift the full length of the parabolica, they've lost a whole corner and they can't, they then can't use those small link roads that they need to bring the mileage in. It's, it is a necessary yeah. evil that we've got to essentially no, I, I, run I, I a single venue. I understand that, David. I, now look, I'm not, I'm not a fan. Uh, I'm not saying I'm not a fan of, of, this type of this type of stage and this type of event. You know, the old Sunday stages on, on the REC rally, the so-called Mickey Mouse stages... Mm. Some of them were brilliant spectacles, you mm. know. They, they were. Trentham Gardens. It's just um, along the road from me, fabulous stage. Trentham Gardens. I didn't crash there. No, I, yeah. I didn't crash there. <laughs> I, 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 broke, I broke a diff in uh, Bramham Gardens. I think it was. I broke a diff, but I managed to keep going by some major miracle. Um, but no, so, some of the stages are great, and there were some bits of it. Maybe it was the way it was being portrayed uh, by by the TV. Maybe maybe it wasn't. It, it wasn't being d- d- I, shown in a brilliant way because you know I'm I'm like the number you know I always listen to 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 the introduction to our program where you know uh, uh, Lisa says she's a rally fan 
She's nothing compared to, to, to me. You know, I mean, I, okay, I'm that's a former a, team, a former team oh, boss. I am, honestly, I am a crazy fan. I'm a crazy yeah, fan. Yeah, I'm a lifelong fan. You know, from when I first saw my first rally car in the forest, I, I, th- I thought of nothing else. I mean, that, that's, that's 40, 45 years ago now, you mm. know, fully more than that. Um, so, I mean, you know, I, I'm, not, I'm not saying I'm not a fan of them. It's, it's Maybe it's the way it's portrayed. I, I want, I, I, I felt a little bit let down by Monza. I was ready to be, wowed by it and I felt a little bit let down but but I'm I'm sitting here watching it on the internet uh, on on TV that I've paid for sometimes it worked sometimes it didn't um just the usual sort of glitches that that we get a bit disappointing at times but it, um oh can you take can you tell this programs being filmed or filmed that we're making it really early in the morning and we're all grumpy <laughs> as hell can you tell I'm all grumpy as hell well, <laughs> George has got a point though yes. and a very interesting point about the fact that we're, we're very different types of rally fans because George has been at the business end of the sport for so many years and I'm a, a millennial rally fan, I suppose, because I only discovered rallying this this century. <laughs> and it is a very different sport now to the one that it was in the 90s and the 80s before that. But in many ways, and especially I think in this COVID world, don't you think we need to go back a bit? Because we're not going to be having, um, which I felt we were heading towards, was controlled entry for fans into arenas to watch the cars going around, as you said, Gymkhana type scenarios, Colin, and go back to places where we are going to have potentially in Monza, where we could have mountain stages, where we see the fans go out and camp and get the whole experience of being a rally fan rather than being someone who just pays their money, pops in, watches somebody work on a car and then follows the rest on their their device because they can get good Wi-Fi and see the drone pictures in the service park. But at least I think this is a massive rallying philosophical question isn't it you know what where are we going what is the future what is it we're trying to do you know and, and who is dictating it who is who is writing the roadmap for the future is it the rally fans is it the promoter is it the manufacturers because to be totally honest with you all of those parties have very different interests that can only be satisfied in in particular ways um and it's a massive question it's a massive question they said i think unfortunately it's one that we're not addressing and it's, we're not addressing cohesively. You know, the manufacturers are saying this is what we want to do. The promoter is saying we want to do it this way. The FIA is saying, but this is the way we're going to do it. And the fans are saying, well, we don't want any of that. And it's a massive question. There is very little cohesive thinking in terms of the future of rallying. And I, and that's, you know, that, that worries me tremendously. I, I, think, I think Monza was a great example of how things can be. Um, but again, it needs tuning and it's fine tuning. It wasn't perfect, as George said. You know, there was an awful lot that was that was actually quite dull, quite boring about it, and that was only Man, enhanced racing. by the weather. Yeah, um, you I, know, go on, David. No, I just I I agree, and I agree with what George said. You know, fundamentally, that's not what I signed up for. But it's we're not the ones that we're yeah. not, and and also we're not the ones that were in the car. You know, you mm. look, you yeah, listen yeah. to to Elvin Evans and you know to Scotty Martin, and and these boys were saying that this was a massive challenge. And, you know, Julian and Gracia said it was a proper difficult event. But, you know, fundamentally, you look at, at the way that they laid out some of the circuit stages in Monza. You know, you came into a chicane one way one day, another way the next day for co-drivers. It was difficult. You know, it was a single venue rally gone bananas. Um, yeah, but listen, it, David, it, but it's difficult. If I set up some cones outside Tesco's in Stoke-on-Trent, that's going to be difficult. 
I mean, making it yeah. difficult is not is not difficult. To be totally no, honest, no, with it's you. it's not cold, but it was a challenge. That's my point. Cha- you know, yeah. it was a challenge, and yeah. and and I think we need to understand that the world is evolving. And yeah. as much as it pains me, and as it pains George, we do need to inc- inc- include these events. I'm not entire or an event, so maybe just one of these is enough. One or two. I'm I not. Agree. I, yeah. I'm not sure though, Cole. That you, you know. Your the sort of disparate views that you're putting out there from the promoter and the FIA, I I can see an element of that. But I think fundamentally, we all want to grow the sport. The issue is that, you know, the FIA has to govern the sport and the safety and all of that, whereas the promoter is trying to essentially commercialise it and trying to make money. Understandably, that's what it's there for. That's my point. Um, No, I I think there's very obvious examples of where where they're all going differently, and you're quite right. You know, it is in... When, when, when you look at those three or four elements that I talked about, there is one very common factor, and that is that if we grow the sport and the sport mm. becomes more popular, then it works for everyone. That is true. It's how we get to that point that is difficult. It, it, yeah, it is. It is. Uh, and, you know, fundamentally, is, is the next generation of cars, you know, this is a whole different question, but is the next generation of cars the right way to go? Well, That's perhaps one for, for, for another podcast. We've, we've, we've fun- talked about that incessantly, and, and, and I'm not sure that's the only issue. There are lots of issues around rallying right now. That is one of them. Um, but for- but f- fundamentally, we need to make a bigger cake, don't we? Everybody so. likes a bigger cake, don't they, Cole? Absolutely. I do, I do. George, I, I have a question George, for do you think... I have a question one, one for George. One quick thing, though, George. Oh. One, one quick thing for you, George. Um, do you think the problem is, partly, the drivers that we're watching in WRC and the technology they have, the drivers are so good that what they're doing looks easy. So when you're watching it, you think, oh, yeah. But actually, in, re- in realistic terms, when we're watching them handle the cars on some of these circuits, we're not really giving them due credit for what they're doing because they just make it look so simple. It, there's an element of that, absolutely, Lisa. But but sorry, I stirred this particular hornet's oh, nest no, by saying I, I was I was bored by it. But but it's it's just it it it's just um it, I don't think it showcases the drivers and the cars to look as good as they they are, and it. It just it just occasionally looked spectacular. It didn't always look spectacular, but you know I'm I'm a big fan of 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 the Monza style event. I think I think they did an incredible job getting those stages up in the mountains and what stages they the were, what drama we yeah. got, and the whole thing was. I mean, overall, as a as a a worthy event in the WRC. I mean, yes, it was. And Colin, it, 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 David, Lisa, you you know that I'm a great believer in every test is a test, and it's all about managing those businesses. So. I mean, as far as our, as the the rally and the test goes, the event was fantastic, and I don't want to belittle it in any way. It's just that, honestly speaking, I was bored watching those stages on TV. Well, that's my point, George, as well. I think um, there were too many of them, but but that was a necessity. Yeah, that was a necessity yeah. with the situation we found ourselves in. Yeah. But can I, can I move on to I a think they're better off if they're five George. or six kilometres long. Can I, can yes, I move yeah, on to a technical sorry. question? Yeah. George, it's quite a simple technical question, but I'm sure you'll answer yes. it in some detail. They're the best ones you can ask, Colin. What, what are snow tyres for? Well, what are snow tires for, or what do they do? What are they so for? they're, what is, it's, they're it's slightly, it's slightly, it's a mischievous question, George. Well, I, I just uh, obvi- obvi- obviously, <laughs> obviously, they're, they're a tire that's engineered to give you grip when there's snow on right. the ground. So why do we cancel yeah, stages? Why that, do we cancel stages when it's snowing? Uh, because because you can't get the emergency services in, Colin. It's very simple. It's all it's all to do with the mechanics of running the stage and rescue services. Is that right? You know, so is it, it absolutely is, 100%. Okay. Do, you not, 100%. do you not remember, Cole, that, that year when they cancelled Sweet Lamb and Heffron? 
You know, yeah. the cars could just about get through, but there was no chance. They, I think, did they not have a two-wheel drive ambulance or something? Uh, so uh, so or an FIV actually, or it's, something? It's actually getting to, so, a, to a potential scene of an accident because like, all, all of, yeah, all of, the, me, all of the, the emergency, as far as I'm aware, and certainly in that stage, I think it was stage 12 on Saturday afternoon, the snow didn't come till very, very late. It was a completely tarmac mm-hmm. road until about yeah. two hours before the stage. So all of the emergency um, furniture, if you like, was in place. But I suppose it's then getting to any potential incident that might happen when the stage is running that's the issue, is it? Oh, who'd want to engineer that particular response vehicle? Yeah, well... Yeah. And anyway, they got it completely wrong because they cancelled the wrong stage, didn't they? They should have bloody (laughs) cancelled stage 11. No, well, they didn't. Uh, But but to to, to cut a long story short, Colin... um, Two-wheel drive, four-wheel drive is nothing compared to the mechanics of a snow tyre. I'll take a two-wheel car, a two-wheel drive car with snow tyres than a four-wheel drive cars on normal cross-country tyres. There's no comparison. The snow tyre wins every time. The the technology in it and the technology in the the chemistry of the rubber, of the design, of the way that the tyre actually, believe it or not, the tyre grips the snow, holds the snow, and snow sticks to snow. Can I, can, I give you a, can I give you a graphic example of this? Uh, yes. Our, our very, very good friend, Mr. Anthony Peacock, who, congratulations to Anthony Peacock, gets married today on Friday, the 11th of December. Uh, congratulations. Anthony Peacock's getting married. He is. He is to his, his lovely, yep, to his lovely wife-to-be, Tanya. So we say a big congratulations to them. Yeah. One of the best jobs that Piccolo Anthony ever took me on uh, with Pirelli was to the to a snow dome one of these indoor snow slope things uh, I guess it's all in the name um, and we he parked uh, a load of cars at the bottom of the slope one of them was a new <clears throat> excuse me a new Ferrari I can't remember which one on winter tires and the other one was one of those BMW X drive things on summer tires and he said get in the car and drive it up the slope drove the Ferrari straight up up no bother got in the in the summer tired four-wheel drive car didn't get more than two car lengths you are exactly right george you know it's yeah, all in yeah. the chemistry yeah um and of, of course and of course just just to just to cover just to cover monza rally and and okay the stages were snowy stage 11 was snowy could this could the emergency services get through it on continental europe they're very sensible with their, yeah. their tires Italy, Italy more so than uh, as much so as any of the the Alpine countries up there in northern Italy. All the vehicles have either uh, cross climate or winter tires on in winter, and it's just what everyone does because there's no way to survive without it. Here in Britain, uh, for 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 for, uh, for those those uh, listeners that are not uh, domiciled here, we're unbelievably stupid. We 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 uh, we don't get very harsh winters very often. When they do come, the country stops. It's a bit of a giggle, unless you're stuck in a traffic jam. Uh, there are those of us that do fit winter tyres. It doesn't doesn't really help because you're still stuck behind someone that's not got them, careening towards you the opposite direction on their summer tyres without any chance of avoiding you. At least if you've got your winter tyres on, you can actually move to their side of the road where they're not, where they're meant to be, and they, they go to where you were. <laughs> but I have to say, George, I, I can't tell you how many times time I've done that. you've changed into your winter tyres, the snow's usually gone from most parts well, of the country, not in Scotland, uh, perhaps. Yeah, well, I fit my winter tyres usually early November, and, and uh, they're, on to, they're on until about April. George, yeah, down in South East Essex, that I really don't need them. Yeah, better snow this year. Yeah, have you, have you, I've got my four-wheel drive Saab with winter tyres on it. 
I will be going anywhere. I didn't realise your Saab was four-wheel four drive. This Saab gets, gets better and better. better. And do you know what else it's got I, Did you even know it had four-wheel drive, Colin? Yes, yes. yes. But I've, it's, also now, it's also now got privacy glass because I've had the back windows tinted. <laughs> I am looking <laughs> like God. the boss. It's, it's probably a low rider with those with those, <laughs> those centre hubs that spin after you stop. Oh, I yeah. tell you what, this Carl, is an awful car. Carl, if, it does, if it doesn't snow, we'll take it to the snow dome and drive it up the slope. <laughs> do, do you know what was worrying we'll me, David? We'll get to organise it. What, while you're telling that story, David, I'm thinking... These snow domes, you can only go so far, and then you hit a wall at the top. And I'm thinking, yeah, well, yeah. What, what if you slipped on the throttle and you went straight up <laughs> the top? As you well know, Colin, when I, when I'm in a driving seat, anything is possible. But I I do think we should we should move on here, and we should just consider we have a new world champion, don't we? We do. Well, well and a, a a repeat world champion. No, a new world champion. Last year we had Oit Tanak. This oh, year, yes. But we, he has been world champion before. He has. That's like, that's Just like the odd six times. Up. I mean, <laughs> I mean, it was a fantastic... Yeah, uh, uh, Sebastian Ogier, what, what a result for him to actually keep his head and mm. do what was needed exactly. to, to take the title. I mean, it was it was a it was a class performance by him, really, wasn't it? No theatrics, no yeah. showboating, just getting the job done as those around him fell away. And that that's kind of my point a little bit about Monza. I did think, you know, my biggest fear was that the same as, as most of the drivers and all of us, that Monza wouldn't provide a fitting finale in terms of a sporting challenge to the, to the culmination of this year's championship. And I do think it did. It did, David. It really did. It, it, you know, it was, it was a, you know, as George said, it was it, the, the circuit stages were... Uh, they were they were they were challenging. They were difficult enough as they were, but but what really made Monza for me were the mountain stages. They were absolutely mm. fantastic. And Andy, talk about Ogier now. You've done all, we've done all that mountain stuff. I know, stuff. but we're talking about Ogier and Ogier yeah. dealing with it. Ogier yeah. dealing with it, and others mm. not dealing with it. And there weren't many drivers that had clean weekends, and Ogier was one of them. And he, you know, David, you interviewed him, I think, last week, didn't you, or the week before last, mm. where he said, "You know, my opportunity this year will come with the weather," and it was bang on. It was absolutely bang on, wasn't it? What a fabulous prediction, he, 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 Colin. He, what a fabulous he saw prediction. The, he saw no, the no, weather no. coming. Saw the weather coming. He sat tight. He, he was quick. He was, you know, he, he was careful, uh, and he kept the pressure on. And do you know what? At the end of the day, and Evans has more or less said this himself, it was the pressure that Ogier kept on him that, that mm. almost forced that accident. He, he was saying as he was driving through, you know, this is too slow. It's too slow. It's too slow. Even although every driver knows when you're driving a four-wheel drive. World Rally car, 400 horsepower on slushy snow, it feels like you're crawling and it always feels too slow. But unfortunately, Evans had let that get into his head that he was driving too slow. He wasn't, he was massively quick, many seconds up on the split. Uh, and he was just he was just overly quick into that corner. And, and you, you've got to say, yes, it was a mistake from Evans, but probably there was an element of the pressure from Ogier, David, as well there. You absolutely, and and one thing before we before we go any further, we don't give enough credit to our colleagues at Dirtfish. You know, Matt Beer, Jack Cousins, these the 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 backroom boys of the website, if you like. It was one of them that came up with the legendary headline, where I, what was it? Ogier says snow could make me world champion. Yeah. Bang! You know, a week out, they they absolutely yeah, called. And George, you're dead right, George. You know, the weather, of course, it was going to have an impact. But yeah, I think to go back to your point, Colin. It, there was huge pressure on Elvin. It, and it was such a difficult position. George, you'd know about this. You know, a gap of 14 points is kind of 
in the middle, isn't it? You know, it's uh, it's not two yeah, it's or three almost, points. It's almost it's almost a curse in, yeah. a, in a strange way. It's not especially enough, when, is it? To... Especially when things get difficult. And you know, look, I mean, I don't know how many times I've gone over what poor what happened to Elf, and you know, obviously, I was I was watching it as it happened, and uh, I mean, I, I hate to say this, but you know, in the I mean, and I'm sure half the team uh, sitting there in the the, the the Toyota team sitting there in the control room at the event were looking at it, thinking. What's he doing? He looked like he was he was he was uh, trying to win the event on that stage. From my perspective, from his perspective, of course, he was driving like a granny and not quite going fast enough. Um, uh, and and you know he, he just he just lost uh, he he lost his place. He lost his surety. You know you've got to go in there sure that you're right with your pace mm. and not allow, as you say, you're driving a four hundred horsepower rally car. You could be going faster with a a, a ninety horsepower. Uh, Ford Fiesta, for goodness sake, you know, mm. shopping car. You could probably go just as fast with one of them as you could with those four hundred horsepower rally cars in in those conditions. Uh, and so you don't feel like you're driving fast. And it's important to keep a grip. I mean, what were the splits saying? It was about nine seconds quicker than anyone else on the previous split. Mm. Yeah, you can see exactly what happened. He 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 just lost that surety, that that sure-footedness that he's displayed throughout many events this year. He just lost it there for a few seconds. He just allowed himself. I mean, you know, I'm not going to dissect what he's done. It would be dreadfully unfair to both him and and Scott. But you know, they're a team in the car. Uh, you've not got the splits. You've got to make that judgment call. And he just he just didn't he didn't get it right basically. And it's okay, you know, everyone gets it wrong. Horribly critical time to get it wrong. But he did. He just he just lost that little bit of focus. Not a, and this is by no means a criticism. I was. I was just about, you know, filled with disbelief, and you've you've no idea how many times I've sat in management rooms on events, you know, with, with a driver in a, in a situation, you know, not dissimilar where you you know you've got a lead and and or an advantage, and you're just sitting there waiting for the inevitable to happen and hoping it doesn't. Mm. And I was just it was just one of those. Basically, I was you know I was having to tune in and out of the event because I couldn't stand the tension of it. Really, I genuinely couldn't take the tension. I think and, there, was, um, there must have been an element of that for us all because you know we've yeah. we've all watched Elvin, haven't we? And and you know we've we've watched him Absolutely. through his career and you know been great uh-huh. fans of of his father uh, before that with Gwyndaf and it was a proper heart in the mouth moment. But I have to say, oh. you know, you, okay, in that in that stage, it did look very difficult and compromised but until then you know he looked like the safest of safe pair of hands and that's what made it so hard Mm. because he'd he'd Mm. actually genuinely looked like the guy that was going to just keep it steady and keep it right and i i I was a little bit shocked at what what i because as i say i was tuning in and out of it um i couldn't i couldn't believe what i was seeing what's going on here you know as he as he lost as he is, is is he you know has has everyone got past him because that was I said I was tuning in and out just and and you know I'm looking at it on my phone basically and it, it's hard to get all the results and everything up at the same time when you're tuning in and out of it mm. you know an old page will be I mean I had points where I had very false results appearing on my phone at points I'm thinking has has Elfin having to push like crazy and then just literally as I was watching it when I mean, you could see it before it happened uh, you're thinking holy shit. There's the line on the inside that looks like someone's gone off on the inside of the corner. They're so close to the rock face. And then there's Elfin in completely the wrong place on the road uh, for, for a snow line, obviously, uh, and, and, and going like hell. And I mean, you know, he, I mean, he knew, I mean, what did he know, 30, 40 metres before he got to the corner, he knew he was away. Mm. Enough time to be able to spin the car around and, and do what he could 
it, it wasn't it wasn't a it wasn't a quick accident in that respect. He 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 could see it coming and 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 tried to mitigate everything that he could, including you know going off backwards, which was the right thing to do. And she was what a heartbreak. But and I, I just he just let's so hard to judge. I mean, I'm not. This, this isn't by no means a criticism, and I mean, I I, I so wanted Elfin to win. I really did. Very, very. I mean, I, I'm a big fan of our two French World Rally champions that we've had for the for for more or less the last twenty years. Big fan of Ot Tanak. But when you get a new guy coming in, yeah. you know, especially someone with the character of Elfin, who is so self-effacing, so modest. But let's so let's, capable. Let's not. Con- I mean, let's not forget here that yeah. you know Sebastian Ogier lost the lead of the championship through, okay, he had a puncture on that uh, Chetty Belly stage the first time through in Turkey, but then he had a transmission problem and ultimately the the engine failed on his car. You know, it, it wasn't really his fault that he lost the lead of the championship. And, you know, he, for me, he has driven, as much as Elvin has driven, he's driven a champion's drive through this year. Uh, yes. And and, and yeah. he is deserving of the championship. But like you say, George... Well, this is what I like about the whole thing, David. You're absolutely right. But this is what I love about rally. Ultimately, it's the person that sorts everything out the best at yeah. the end of the day. Yeah. And the challenges are many. I mean, Monza. I mean, I'm sure it was actually more fun to drive to drive than it was to watch. And a mm. couple of times when I saw little bits in the camera, I thought, oh, that must be brilliant, you know, coming into that corner. Mm. You know, they're in fifth gear, maybe sixth gear and a massive drift. Brilliant. I mean, it's so spectacular and... and the rest of it is is a survival job, and you know I was also thinking about they're, they're running on snow tires on gravel. Pretty bad combination. Snow tires are generally speaking quite soft, very vulnerable, yeah. very soft sidewalls to give mm. them compliance, so they puncture more easily. And we did see that, of course, we did we did see people suffering suffering from that. Obviously, the rally tires are not like road tires, snow tires, mm. soft, but uh, they are a bit more vulnerable to to those chips and 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 tips. So. Yeah, I mean, I, I was left. I was left pondering on the fact: should we just actually, you know, we, we've got rid of the tire competition between manufacturers? Should we just say this is the tire you're using for these stages, and it's the same for everyone? Take that little equation out of it. I'll hear the squeals and and objections to that idea, but no, because um, of what you've just said, George. And, you know, you've just said yeah. that Sebastian Ogier, it's the driver who makes the best of what they've got, he, and and that's did. exactly and, what he and did. He did that hundred percent. A very very worthy champion. I'm not sure. On, on, I mean, and let me just put this into perspective. I, I, I do think that Monza was a very worthy event. I, I'm mm. a big fan of every stage, and it's all about dealing with that. And and it was it was. I could see how tough it was. Horribly tough. It was tough to watch. <laughs> the um, and 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 I, I think, uh, I mean, I, I've always been a big fan of Sebastian Ogier because he's really Rallying's number one fan himself. How can you not love the guy? Um, it was uh, it was a phenomenal year, George. And 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 I'm trying to think while you're talking there, and you give me plenty of time to think while you talk. Um, oh, thank you, Colin. <laughs> I do listen, though. Uh, I'm trying to think of a mistake mm. that Ogier has made this year, and nothing is coming to mind. I'm sure I'll be put right on that. But but he has absolutely dealt with everything that's been put in front of him. And the other thing we mustn't forget, you know, it's dead easy. When you get to five, six, seven world titles, you just trot out the numbers, and you don't think of actually the context behind those numbers. Seven world titles with three different manufacturers. His first mm. year with Volkswagen he wins the title. His first year with M-Sport, he wins the title. His first year with Toyota, he wins the title. For me, okay, you know, Kankinen won three titles. He was, what, four times champion, David Kankinen? Um, yeah, yeah. Three, three different manufacturers. 
Ogier is right, right, right up there. Right up there. Right up there with the very best we have ever seen. Uh, and I think there's no question about that. And I think, you know, the result last week just confirmed it. It didn't didn't, didn't make him the best there's ever been. For me, it just reaffirmed it. He, he really is. But also, also, Cole, you know, just to jump in there, you know, the grace with which he did it. You know, oh, the, the, the grace. Yeah. The, the words that he said and, you know... Yeah. <laughs> We are very quick to forget, and you know, perhaps this isn't something that we should get into. But you know, there is a worldwide crisis going on at the minute, and I can't think of many drivers that would have put it in the same fashion and been quite as lucid in his opinion about putting it into context. You know, he had achieved greatness for the seventh time, mm. but you know, in his words, he wasn't jumping for joy because of what's going on. And you know, he's just—we said it before a million times—he's genuinely a great guy, and, yeah. and he really is. Um, but I have to say, we have seen the evolution of Elvin Evans. And for yeah. me, you know, we don't have any more. We don't have a big three. We have a big four going into next year. And and Evans is right in there with, with just as good a chance as anybody for next big year. Big four. I'd suggest we have can, a big five. Can I, can Actually, I mention David, one more thing? Can I mention one more thing before we leave this subject? Big five. Yeah. Colin, it was just the, the, the aplomb and dignity with which... Uh, all the Hyundai drivers uh, dealt with making sure that they got the manufacturers' championship. Mm. You know, we saw we saw Ot Tanak. Basically, you know, he 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 could have really gone for it, taking huge chances to try and get his twenty nine points to try and get a a win, a long shot. But you know, l- rallies are all all about long shots. Championships are about long shots. But he didn't. He played that he played that championship game for his team. I think Ott did an amazing job at the weekend uh, of restraint and driving the team game. Uh, and Danny amazing. Sordo. Da- I mean, Sordo. what a drive Danny from Sordo. Danny Sordo. Well, that's just un- unbe- unbelievable. He's Danny, always been a great Danny, team player. Danny, yeah. Danny is, now, is now driving as, as well as he ever does. As, as well as he ever yeah. has. Possibly possibly slightly better. Unbelievable Ma- level of maturity. Of course, rallying is about experience. And as long as you're still sharp and you're still... Uh, and you're still brave because rallying is unfortunately about a lot of bravery. Mm. Um, uh, uh, as, as, as drivers get older, they, they're maybe not as willing to take chances. Well, quite clearly, Danny's still willing to hang it out over the edge. Coupled with the experience, mm. he can he can he can hang it right out over the edge and bring it back every time, it seems. Mm. Well, you not every time, but more, most of the time. It's brilliant. Great job. And a great job from Hyundai to manage that. It was unbelievably tough. For a while there on Saturday, it really genuinely looked like Toyota were going to snatch the pair out of them. There is there is the argument, though, that and, and perhaps, you know, we, we have to move on and bring this one to a conclusion. But is here's one for you. Is Hyundai a fitting manufacturer champion when Toyota drivers finished 1-2? Absolutely, David. I, you know, I've, I've heard this argument and it baffles me. It baffles me, you know. Then read, uh, then read the story on on Dirtfish, Colt. It explains it in very straightforward terms. Who wrote the story? Me. I guess you might. It does, it does, because I've done the, I've done the maths and looked at the percentage of points that Kelly Rovenpera added and the percentage of points that that Hyundai's third driver added through the year. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, you know, it's a it's a strategic game. Um, that that yeah. Andrea Adamo plays and and he plays it well within the rules and that's fine he gets on with it but there is you know you can also have some sympathy for for what Sebastian Ogier says when you know they stand there as as one two in the in the drivers championship yet they lose the manufacturers but no I, I have no sympathy for that none whatsoever um, none whatsoever I think I think it's a fair 
fight. It's a fair game. Everyone is presented with the same set of rules. How you interpret and utilise those rules to your advantage is entirely up to you. And what we know is that Mackinnon and Adamo are two very different characters. Mackinnon yeah. has never, never employed team tactics. Adamo is always looking to employ team tactics. He's always looking for the opportunity. He's always looking to maximise what he's got. You, I beg you, to differ, you, Colin. Got... I beg to differ, Colin. <laughs> Tommy Tommy has uh, used team tactics once or twice. This year? Mm. (laughs) No, not this year. I'm talking about this year, George. He he has in the past. I'm talking about this year. Absolutely. And and, Adamo knows what he's got. And and you would be a fool. You would be an absolute fool not to use what you've got at your advantage. And Adamo has done that that, brilliantly. That's that's it. And, you know, Toyota doesn't have that option because they've, they've gone with a totally different strategy of developing... You know who, uh, Kelly Rovenpera, who is going to be your fifth driver? I'm sure that you're going to add into exactly. the equation. And I think it'll year, pay so. off handsomely next year, David. I think it'll well, pay well, off handsomely next year. Could could we then say that we have a big four and three quarters? Because I'm not sure Rovenpera is a hundred percent a championship challenger yet. Uh, yes, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. And we'll wait till four and three quarters. We'll wait till maybe maybe Croatia, just after Croatia next year, to decide whether he's a championship challenger. I think by then yeah. we'll see he is. <laughs> we'll yes. see. Yeah, we'll I see. think unfortunately that the, the t- rallying's about rallying's about experience, guys. Every time, and Danny Sordo shows you that. Sebastian Ogier shows you that. Yeah, but even mm. even 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 Elfin Evans. But George, we on, sometimes on have drivers. George, we experience. sometimes have drivers who come along and their performances absolutely belie their lack of experience. You know how how can, well, for example, the speed, the how, speed does. How can, yeah. No, no, no. It's more than that. It's their speed and their natural ability to understand the cars, the surfaces, yeah. the changing uh-huh. conditions. You explain to me how someone like Oliver Solberg can do what he did in that R5 car in such new conditions to him, new conditions to to, to most drivers. You're experiencing things he'd never experienced in a rally car and he put in the most sensational performance. Sometimes you get guys like him, you get guys like Robin Perra who come along and experience. It is always still an element, but the experience it's, it's, element it, is, is, is reduced by their natural ability and their intelligence. And they're, but they're freaks, Cole. They yeah, well, are yeah, absolute yeah, freaks. They are, point. aren't they? Because that's, that's they point. have that, you know, it's the same, isn't it? You know, if it's if it's Michael Jordan, you know, yeah. the basketball in the tent, whatever, you get these unbelievable natural abilities and that's what they've got and you know that i was talking to petter a couple of days ago and and i said to petter you know for me that was one of his best ever drives the fact that he had the feel because it's right isn't it george you know you you the car talks to you the tires talk to you they they feedback constantly yeah uh and it's so easy just to tip it a little bit over the edge but no i you know you're quite right there cole you know he was sublime and then on the final day to have the maturity and the presence of mind not to to risk everything and chase Mickelson and risk it and just to you know settle for what was a sensational result it was it was but, super but, impressive but he put in his best performance in stage eleven stage eleven was was was, was the one that should have been cancelled <laughs> <laughs> anyway guys guys I, I you know it's, it's been a fantastic talk but um it's about it's time, time for, for peanut butter on toast and then to take the kids to school but before we go before you go and get your butter out to slap on your toast um. We ha- we're not seeing very many driver changes, but there is one massive uh, change happening in the sport, uh, kind of right at the top as well. Are we saying goodbye to Tommy Mackinnon, do you reckon, at the end of the year? 
Uh, yep. George, I, George, let's uh, give George just, this one. Yep. George knows well, the I mean, best. Uh, by, by, by all accounts, uh, Toyota have, uh, have, have moved them on. Basically, they've said, Tommy, thank you for that. You've you've gifted us a great team. We're uh, we're gonna we're gonna take it over now, and uh, we're gonna um, we're gonna run it ourselves. Thanks very much. And I mean, basically, I think it's it was it was stra- strangely done very quickly. Um, but uh, but we know also that uh, Tommy has been talking about going back to farming. I mean, I know personally that he he, he loves nothing better than to sit in one of the uh, forest harvesters and go in and uh, go logging with one of these three quarters of a million euro. Logging machines. Um, he's a he's a complete and absolute um, contradiction in terms. Tommy running a rally team one minute, driving a plough down the field the next, cutting out you know in a, in a three, three quarters of a million euro heart forest harvester. The guy just loves doing lots of different things. Maybe he'd had enough. You know, it's a lot of late nights, a lot of worry. Maybe maybe he just actually said. Guys, I'm out of it at the end of the year. Just you know, let's do it, and then they've just jumped on it and said, "That's it, fine, we're out." Well, I have to say, you so know, it does what, look what like he's gone. Though, but what he did though with that team was quite sensational. You know, we 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 remember absolutely back to the, the interviews with the guys at ProDrive before the start of the 2017 season, and they said, you know, he won't be winning rallies for two, maybe three years. Was... No, Cole, Cole, beyond that, the, people are saying halfway through 16, that car right. won't be ready. Well, it, was, it, it, was, it was rotten. It was absolutely rotten. There's no question about it. You know, we, we can go back and discuss all of that, uh, but we won't, you know, but there, was, there were reasons why that car then sensationally leapt forward in its development. Um, but at the end of the day, Tommy Mackinnon had the vision for that car and he stuck to it rigidly and he didn't listen yeah. to other people. He did things his own way. He delivered a win on his second rally. He delivered a championship in his second year. He delivered two driver's championships and a manufacturer's championship over four seasons. And that, for a start-up rally team, was quite sensational. And and he was his own man, and he wasn't easy at times. I, I unfortunately, had my run-ins <laughs> occasionally with Tommy. But I have nothing but respect for what he did with that team. You know, he, he, that, st- he stuck that, to that, it. That, that, but I've just got to take you to task over one thing, Cole. What? That, that wasn't assault, what, Colin, what Tommy did to you. That was a slap on the back. It was assault. It might have been... It was assault. No, I'm not... We don't mention that in public, but, but it, was, it was a friendly... It was, it was a friendly it was a slap on the back that sent me about three metres across the room. <laughs> <laughs> but you learned a lesson from that slap on the back. Um, I'm not sure I did. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> well, what next? Yeah. We, well, we will keep you up to date with what next on dirtfish.com. Just because the WRC season's finished, don't for one minute think that David Evans is going to be putting his feet up and uh, not bringing us any more fabulous stuff on the website. So make sure you check dirtfish.com every morning for your big fix of rally news, guys. It's been an honour and a privilege. Yet again, working with you eminent brains. <laughs> there was no need for the laugh after that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it took it all away. It took it all away, Lisa. Yeah, yeah that did. Oh, well, yeah. we'll be back. We are going to talk green next time. Yay! 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 Electric vehicles. George and David on one side, and Colin and me on the other. Tune in again. I'm not on any side. I'm on the side of the future. Let's get off. Let's get off green. I am not. I'm not rapidly green. Go away. Go away. Bye, Lise. Love you all. Bye. 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 Bye.